Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. Welcome back to the Electrify Expo podcast, brought to you by the creators of the Electrify Expo. Well, hey, welcome back to the Electrify Expo podcast. I'm Matt. This is Joe. We've met before. We've met And before. with us today is Aaron Frank of Serial One and this incredibly sexy two-wheeled machine that is unveiled today. And I think you guys are only making 65 of them or something? 650. So 65 It doesn't matter. You can make 6,500. They'd be sold out by the end of the day. <laughs> that is the plan. I haven't had time to log into our, uh, to our website yet, but I'm hoping that sales are zooming along. So, I mean, that is a beautiful bike. So, it, it looks a little bit more like your Mosh City bike, which is the, the standard bike, the serial one that everybody knows is the Mosh City. So, it looks very similar in terms of the frame, but it's got this, like, lacquer black sort of finish to it. Uh, it's, you know, got the white tires, and it looks very similar to your original concept bike that you showed, the, the 1903 serial. Yep, exactly. I mean, in fact, the name of this bike is the Mosh Tribute because it is essentially just a special edition version of our standard existing Mosh City bike. But we took our regular Mosh City, which is the flat black bike, and gave it a deep, rich, gloss black paint job with some special white gold decals. Um, and then just really tricked it out with some cool components to really bring back the, the spirit of that original concept bike that we launched the brand with last year. So reached out to our partners at Brooks England. Um, I think we officially purchased every single Brooks B67 <laughs> saddle in the world. They were actually calling them back from dealers to get us the volume that we needed. Um, and then, yeah, worked with our partner Schwalbe in Germany um, to get some custom, custom-made white tires. I think that's uh, our, our little secret that we finally spilled today. The original concept last year, the um, tires were spray-painted because there was no such thing oh as man. a 27.5-inch uh, <laughs> no white tire. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we painted those with a little white... Uh, white paint without the hardener mixed in if anyone's looking for for secrets if you don't put the hardener <laughs> in the paint it makes a great rubber paint remains pliable <laughs> awesome. and everything but yeah we talked schwalbe into making us a couple sets of the supermoto x which is the tire that's on the standard mosh but obviously here in in white rubber and yeah again like i said we're inspired by that certain very special vintage motorcycle in the museum in milwaukee and this is really the uh yeah our, our production e-bike version so I know a lot of people were super excited about this bike. A lot of people really wanted it when we, we made that first one, and we actually received one offer on our website. Someone offered us $100,000 for that original concept bike. Wow. So. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. Well, and uh, that's something that Joe and I were talking about. It's just the f it, it, when you can own something that goes from, hey, this is an idea, to and, and when companies listen to, when they say, you know what, we had way too much excitement about this thing. we got to bring this thing to market. And, again, but it's also special run, yep. you know. So it's only those few people that, that were going to step up to get it. But it's nice to know you can actually finally get a hold of something that was maybe unattainable before. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a really big part of motorcycle culture is to, like, you know, and that's a lot of what we're doing. I think you guys probably saw the chopper bike we built yeah, a couple months one, ago. Yeah, a great bike. A couple weeks ago. And this, you know, this idea that one of the things that's really going to set e-bicycles apart, I think, is creating that culture you know right now that's they're really cool fun products but there's not really that culture of like individualization and personalization right. and you know we're trying to bring a lot of that here so one-offs like our chopper that we built i think was really impactful and fun and to be able to do special edition versions like this where we can really just you know take our our 
production bikes, which are really cool, but then just step them up with special finishes or exclusive components or added technology or just like, you know, little additional attention to detail, I think creates something that sort of elevates it beyond kind of that consumer product and makes it, you know, like a piece of really cool art that you can live with. Yeah, I mean, art is, I think it's the right word. I mean, looking at this thing, you could you could have this thing as something you would obviously ride every day, but you could also hang it on your wall and people are like, gosh, <laughs> that's just cool, you know? Yeah, you know, you go back and forth. Like, I, I want one for myself and I'll have to have two sets of tires. I'll have to have the <laughs> exactly. set of tires you ride on and then I'll have to, like, have stunt, it out for shows. stunt display wheels or something like yeah, that because, you know, be careful what you wish for. White tires are really tough to keep clean, but... No. So, you know, this is wild to me because we talk about motorcycles. We're motorcycle guys. That's how yep. you and I originally kind of crossed paths years ago. And, you know, when you look back at the history of the motorcycle and the very early guys that were in the motorcycle game in the, in the U.S., obviously is Harley-Davidson, Indian, all of those bikes started out as essentially bicycles with motors. Yep. And this is a bicycle with a motor. I mean, we're, we've almost come like full circle in terms of the con concept of what is a motorcycle. Yeah, it's fun. Um, in a past life, I used to be a writer, and I wrote a book for the Harley-Davidson Museum. So if you go to the museum, the, the book that they sell at the museum was a, a side project of mine a few years ago. But the first image in that book, and actually the oldest artifact in the museum, is actually a bicycle motor drawing. And it predates the founding of the motor company by two years. It's from 1901. So yeah, I think it's just really interesting to think that that was where we started, you know, yeah. 125 years ago with motorized bicycles and the B able to, you know, create this product that kind of like closes that circle. And I think it's really interesting if you just look at mobility trends right now, you know, 125 years ago, a motorcycle was the cutting edge of individual mobility, you know, it was a motor, a powered bicycle. And here we are in 2021. And, you know, especially I just got back from the IAA mobility show in Munich, and it's all about e-bicycles this year. And I think it's interesting if you look at people, especially people who live in urban areas and cities like Munich and Berlin and Amsterdam and San Francisco and New York and Austin, you know, we're hearing right now that the way they want to move around is on an electric, a, a motorized bicycle. So it's yeah. really cool to see that come, come oh, yeah. full circle. In, in urban settings, I mean, we've, we've gotten, it's that high density living, if you want to have the option to actually move in a way that is something you can control and own and it actually is convenient to you because there's inconveniences that come depending on where you live and how you operate. Yeah. And I think that this is that, that window into where the technology has kind of caught up with where also society has come to. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I just, I was in Amsterdam a week ago today, and, like, Amsterdam is the cycling capital of the world, and we already know from, like, the experience that we see in a city like that, that a bicycle is really the best way to move around a crowded yeah. environment like that, but a traditional bicycle is still difficult and inconvenient sometimes. I mean, like, think about San Francisco. It's a terrible place to drive a car. Oh, those hills are great for your quads. Come on. But it's also <laughs> a terrible place to ride a bicycle, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, you pretty much have to have, like, Tour de France level, like, stamina oh, yeah. and strength to be a successful cyclist there unless you have an electric bicycle and I think the addition of that electric powertrain it just like I mean we joke it takes the suck out of cycling you know like no one likes to ride up hills no one likes to battle it's headwinds. It's a great tagline honestly though <laughs> I mean you can see that on a billboard. Serial <laughs> one we take the suck out of bicycling. <laughs> That's perfect. 
Well, honestly, I think one of my favorite things about the serial, you know, with Serial One and, and this bike in particular is that is it captures what has modernized from this entire you know, industry, but it also has those those heritage touches. And you mentioned how you guys went out of your way to get the seats, right? I mean, yep. just all those little touches. And that's, I think, why people were so drawn to the original concept originally. Mm -hmm. And now to look at it in person, frankly, that's, I, that's part of it too, right? Is you have to have that tangible moment of looking yep. at it saying, yep, I want it. <laughs> it's yeah, so cool. And I mean, I think that's part of standing out. You know, I mean, obviously we are a premium e-bicycle and you know, there's bikes at all different price points, but people have certain expectations. And I think when you get to this level, you know, with a premium quality bike, people like really expect that attention to detail. And you know, we have a lot of people on our staff that came from the bicycle industry and the motorcycle industry and are just really at heart enthusiasts and love little details. So yeah, I mean, if you, th if you just go around and just look at like the integrated lighting or the internal cable routing or something like that, you know, it just really creates that perfect silhouette. And I think a lot of people on our team dreamed about a bike like this for the long time, a long time. And it was nice to have the opportunity to create a product that kind of like, that uh, that reaches that level where we didn't have to make, you know, certain compromises where style was part of the actual design brief in addition to just value and function and performance and technology. That's a great way to put it. And again, the attention to detail part of it, I think is what, what you just keyed on is that you, you look at how everything was very meticulously thought out, whether you're talking material, the welding, some of, the, yeah, some of just even hiding yep. certain components. <laughs> it's beautiful, it's just, it is a piece of art. Yeah, and it's really fun, like, um, you know, we won't talk about motorcycles too much, but actually if you look at the lines of that frame, if you go to the museum in Milwaukee and you look at a 30s era Harley-Davidson VL, when you pull the fuel tank off the front, that's exactly oh, what a VL perfect. frame looks like. And that straight line that goes back down to the axles, the old rigid uh, motorcycles had a cantilevered sprung seat, but that's exactly the same frame line. So it looks like a really cool contemporary bicycle. It almost looks like it's got like a dirt jumper aesthetic or yeah, something. Yeah. But it also looks like a 30s, 40s era rigid hardtail motorcycle. Yeah. So to be able to kind of mix up those influences and have something that looks both like totally credibly retro and incredibly contemporary at the same time, I think is a real, a real feat or a real achievement. We're really yeah. proud of that. And I like the way you you integrated, you know, some of the heritage of the parent company there with the belt drive. And I think that's something that we don't talk about too much. Is that's a that's a low service, low noise. I mean, that's something that you have seen on some higher end bicycles in the past, but it never really caught on. And I think here it kind of lends itself to it. Yeah, it's funny. We've actually, um, a few months ago, we were at Barrett-Jackson at the auto auction, and there's so many people who know nothing about bicycles, but they walk up and they see that belt, and they're like, oh, just like my motorcycle, you know? So there's that <laughs> there you go. connection right. there, which is really interesting, but it's also, like, supremely functional. You know, Gates has been making the belt drive system for their bicycles for well over a decade, maybe even 20 years now. But, you know, um, we did a lot of consumer research over the last couple of years and we realized, or we, we didn't realize, we learned that the greatest opportunity really for electric bicycles is people who are not currently cyclists. And people who are not currently cyclists, they don't wanna learn how to maintain a bike, they don't wanna clean and lube a chain, they don't wanna ruin their you know really nice pants or something like that. So not only is there like a historical antecedent from that belt technology, but also it's really functional. Yeah, no, it makes and it really approachable. Yeah, 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 and I mean, it really makes sense for someone who again doesn't want to worry about lubing or cleaning a chain or, or maintaining a bike at all, so it's really perfect. You know, fit. we talked a little bit about e-bikes appealing to people who are not cyclists, and we talked a little bit about urban areas and that kind of development where everything is very close, lending itself to an e-bike, but these have quite a bit of range, so I mean, 
in that sense, you really could do almost like uh, maybe not a day ride, but certainly like a cafe ride or a sh you know a poker run on something like this. You got 20 miles out of it, right? Yeah, you can get way more than 20 miles. So the official rating on this bike is 35 to 115 miles range, and it wow. depends on it depends on you know what power level you're using, how much you're pedaling. Depends on terrain and stuff like that. But if you ride it in eco mode, um, you know, in flat terrain, you're going to get a you know probably up to uh, as much as 100 miles. But if you ride a bike the way that people normally ride a bike, I mean, 20 miles is a pretty long bike ride, and you've oh, got yeah. more than enough energy. And I think that that's what's so cool about e-bicycles is the technology is so perfectly appropriate for the way that people use bicycles. You know, we still have challenges sometimes with motorcycles or cars or, you know, limitations of the technology or charging, range anxiety or something. But with bicycles, that's just not an issue for the way that people generally use bikes. Um, the available battery and motor technology is just perfectly consistent with that use case. And I think that that's really exciting. And I think that that's why you see this incredible enthusiasm for e-bicycles around the world is that the technology is already there. You know, people always say, what about, you know, like e-bikes? They're like the vehicle of the future. And it's like, no, they're like the vehicle of right, right now. now. <laughs> We're not waiting for technology to catch up. We don't need a magic battery for the way people use this product. It's 100% relevant and completely appropriate. So, But you've got other products as well. I mean, we're talking about the Mosh City. We're talking about the Chopper, and which was a one-off bike that you auctioned off, I, I think. Uh, this bike, which is a limited edition bike. But you have other bikes as well oh, yeah. that we are not talking about. Why don't you talk about those for a minute? <laughs> I'm not going to say too much about that because, you know, we don't want to give too much away. But, yeah, we have every expectation to be a full portfolio bicycle manufacturer. So we've got a whole building full of stuff in Milwaukee that we're working on. And, you know, I mean, really, we're just having fun. Like, the Chopper is a perfect example. Like, um, you know, we were going to Sturgis. You know, we're going to Sturgis because there's a lot of brand fans there that we can talk to. And we wanted to, you know, just kind of like test the waters there. But how do you engage a motorcycle enthusiast with an e-bicycle product? That's you a know, great question. That was the big challenge there. So we had this idea to create something that resembled like a classic banana seat bike from the 60s, like an old Schwinn Stingray. You know, and um, you think about that iconic motorcycle movie, On Any Sunday. It actually starts the opening scene of On Any Sunday is a bunch of kids on banana seat bikes doing wheelies and riding like a back backyard BMX track. And that whole culture of just like banana seat bicycles is so ingrained in that industry. So sure enough, we built a bike that looked like a banana seat bike and, you know, any other bicycle manufacturer, you'd have your chopper dudes just walking straight by the booth. They would never even stop to look at a bike, but they see a bike that looks like the bike that they rode when they were a kid, and yeah. all of a sudden they're, sto they're stopped, and they're talking about their bike and how much fun it was, and all of a sudden we've engaged them in a conversation, and two minutes later we've got them out doing a demo ride on, a, go. on an electric bike. So, you know, a lot of it is just about tapping into that, you know, emotional connection, making a connection, starting a conversation, and it's so easy. That person hadn't thought about bikes for 25 years. We had so many people who hadn't ridden a bike since maybe they were 12 years old or something and all of a sudden they're like oh I loved riding my bike that was so much fun holy shit I just rode this electric bike and it's amazing and yeah. it's so fast and fun and I thought I would hate biking and now this is cool and boom like it's just like that well, simple so it's nostalgia it's it's heritage it's the right product it's the right time it's the right 
enthusiasts that are building it. It's yep. this nice. It, hearing you explain it is fun <laughs> because it's this it's this perfect storm of like you said. It's not that we're waiting for this to happen. This is a right now thing. Yep. And the people that get a chance to be exposed to these products because of Electrify Expo and and hearing the podcast, but also seeing it in person at events like Sturgis, yep. even that's that's where I think the storytelling is. We're it's that right moment now. Yeah. The products are coming into their own. And that's what makes it so fun. I mean, like, you guys know this. Like, no one ever gets off an electric bike and says, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> ever. Like, we have given so many demo rides, and I don't think that anyone has ever just said, yeah, that's not cool. I don't like that. You know, that's it's, not It's for me. fun. Yeah, yeah, people get it off and says that, that like, wee the whole yeah. time. It's like, this is great. Yeah, and it's really great to just, like, connect with people, too. Like, you think about motorcycles, and, you know, motorcycles are the coolest thing on Earth, <laughs> believe me. But, I mean, like, what's the number? There's, like, you know, it's single digits, the uh, yeah. number of people in America that have a motorcycle endorsement on their driver's it's like license. It's yeah, right. It's really small. I don't know what that number is, but it's definitely small. But I think the number of people who know how to ride a bicycle is like 75 or 80 percent in America. Yeah, we all did it and at one yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. So you just think about that opportunity to connect with people with a product like that, and that's really pretty cool. I mean, there might even be more people who can ride bicycles than have driver's licenses or something. So, you know, just that ability to connect with people is so huge in this segment, and I think that makes it really fun. Yeah, and I think you've definitely got, you know, the right idea and the right product, and you've got the opportunity to tell stories that no other brand can tell, mm -hmm. which I think is something that's really powerful, as you know, as much as we don't like to mention them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's interesting, and, and that's so important in this e-bicycle space, because you guys know better than anyone how crowded it is right now. You have legacy bicycle manufacturers making e-bicycles. You have every transportation company on earth making e-bicycles yeah. now. You have tons of startups making e-bicycles, you know, and no one knows the difference between a Saunders or a Stromer or a Serial One, you know. You need that ability to, like, connect emotionally to make an imp impression. So, yeah, I think that, you know, as brand director, that's a huge part of my job is, like, figuring out how to kind of differentiate. But, yeah, I think it all comes back to, you know, being able to engage and being able to tell a compelling story and connect with someone. And bicycles are, like, far and away the best way to do that. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. Well, fair enough. Well, you know, number one, obviously, thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for bringing. Yeah, thanks the, for bringing this. This is awesome. This to see is so cool. And no, I mean, it was so great to do this here. And I said it a little bit in the intro back when we actually launched the bike. But, you know, we've been activating at motorcycle events and bicycle events and food festivals and stuff. But this is the first time we've really been at an electric mobility festival. Right. And it's so nice, like we talked about just a few minutes ago at Sturgis, how hard it is to like to connect to people and bring people over and introduce them. And even just in a few short hour hours here, it's been so exciting to just talk to people who are electric mobility enthusiasts. You know, yeah. like Sturgis. And that is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Sturgis, 1% of that crowd was interested in our story here you know 99 percent of the crowd is really here so this has been a great event for us just to kind of connect with people and understand this this new you know enthusiast segment of electric vehicle enthusiasts so yeah this is there couldn't have been a better place for us to be today well you know you mentioned that a, a lot of other festivals that you're doing and obviously i think you're going to be a part of our miami and austin shows as well what can people who are fans of serial one what can we do to support what you guys are doing where else are you going to be you know 
How, how can we? Yeah, uh, I mean, get I think it? that really this is it. You know, it's all about butts on seats, especially here in America. You know, we still have that conversation. You know, what's an e-bike? It's really hard to explain. Well, there's like power, but it's only there when you pedal, and it's not scary, and all of this stuff. You know, it's really <laughs> challenging, kind of intellectually. Like people don't get it, but the minute you sit on a bike, that first pedal stroke, and the first time you get that kind of magic carpet Superman feeling, it clicks. So I think that you know what you can do is exactly what you are doing, which is create an opportunity for people to have like an actual experience because we can you know put out all the video content we want and drive people to our website but until they actually get on the bike and have that experience for themselves that you know that fuse isn't lit so yeah this is just really great to come to a great location like this with a huge crowd like this and just get people on bikes and, and get them excited about it yeah, I think we had like something like uh, 10, 11,000 so far today. Yeah, I'm not that? sure. I, I, you guys tell me how many people came it's through. It's a the lot game. of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. Our, our tent has been very crowded all day. So. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, I think we got a show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Aaron. And yeah. uh, it, just, it just couldn't be a better looking bike. You did an awesome job. Awesome. And for those of you who don't know, he actually built that original concept. <laughs> and he's a very modest dude because yeah, the guy's incredible. Full uh, Orange County chopper. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. The Electrify Expo is coming to Miami, Florida, October 16th and 17th, and Austin, Texas, November 12th to 14th. Tickets are on sale now at electrifyexpo.com. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Electrify Podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV, and follow along on social media for daily clips and more.